MobyCast, episode 43. Glad you could join us. In today's episode, Hope and Bonnie are joined by the advising staff at Colby in the persons of Mr. Everett Byarski and Erica Treat. This episode is timely, as many of us are winding things down for the school year. Whether you are new to home education or a seasoned veteran, this conversation will have something to offer. Enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom, liturgical musician, podcast fanatic, heavy library user, and Colby parent ambassador. I have two lads and two lasses. The youngest is in fifth grade, the eldest is in 10th, and this is our fourth year homeschooling with Colby. And I'm Hope, Bonnie's younger sister and a Colby alumna in a phase of life after being a student, but before becoming a parent. I studied communication theory and philosophy in college, then I went to law school. Now I'm an attorney, an avid home cook, and the fun aunt to Bonnie's kids. And I'm Jordan. After slipping through a thousand cracks, I completed a PhD in history and literature of ancient Christianity at Göttingen University in Germany. Now I teach Greek and Latin at Colby and serve as the Director of Public and Alumni Relations. Everett Byarski, Director of Academic Services. Welcome back to the Colby Cast. Today, I'm also happy to welcome Erica Treat, one of our advisors. Thanks, Erica, for joining us today. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you. It's nice to be here. Well, it's that time of year where we're thinking about wrapping up the school year, even as we are still deep in whatever subjects need to be finished and we want to end on a high note. And part of that is for some of the Colby families, probably not all, for some of the Colby families, turning in grade reports, um, documentation for the schoolwork we've done over the years so that Colby can keep records for us. That's one of the aspects of Colby that we appreciate very much, the record keeping, and can return to us the documentation that we need for whatever purpose. So we're going to address some of those particulars that we appreciate and need that are very daunting to us also, especially in our first few years of homeschooling or several years of homeschooling. So Everett, we enjoyed visiting with you on a, a couple of podcast episodes now. We're happy to have you back again. Will you give us a refresher, though, for those who have not yet had the pleasure of hearing those previous episodes? Absolutely. Thank you for having me this afternoon. My name is Everett Bayarski. I am the Academic Services Director here at Colby Academy. Uh, in my 13th year of being here, uh, came before working with Colby, I taught uh, some high school math, science, uh, computer literacy, uh, graduate of Gonzaga University, um, and most importantly, grew up in the great state of Alaska. Good deal. And Erica, this is your first year as a, an academic advisor for Colby, but you're a longtime Colby homeschooling mom as well. Will you, will you tell us about yourself and your family and your Colby homeschooling experience and now your new role as advisor? Sure. Um, thank you for having me. And uh, we're a military family, which is a huge part of our identity and really our lifestyle because we're moving a lot. So it sort of pushed us toward homeschooling. We've used Colby curriculum over the years um, all along, but really kind of went all in in the middle school years. So yeah, so we've been using a mixture of homeschool and online. So I'm familiar with reporting grades as a parent. I know what that's like. I know it's a lot of paper <laughs> and I understand, you know, the, the time involved with that. Um, but we were drawn to Colby because we wanted the classical sort of great books approach. And then also Colby Science is something that we actually used all throughout um, our homeschool journey from the even the little years. 
So, um, and my husband's a mathematician, and it turns out um, teaching our kids himself was a bit too much with his career. So we turned to Colby online for that with our kids um, and have been super, super happy. I think you guys have had Mrs. Powers on maybe in the past. She's she's a, a big star in our house. So, <laughs> so, yeah. well, so that's kind of our, our Colby piece, I guess. And then um, the opportunity came up for becoming an advisor and it's been wonderful. I love working with other Colby families and the Colby team is is really I I don't know that I expected that part. I I expected to love working with other Colby families, but I don't think I I knew really how great the Colby team was going to be. So that's been such a beautiful blessing this year even though it's been such a busy year and so much stuff has been going on. It's it's really been great and a real blessing for me personally. It sounds like the blessings go both ways. You bring a lot of experience from your Colby homeschooling days. Sounds like they're still ongoing and yeah. you're receiving it. It's kind of like coming full circle and that's wonderful to hear. That's great. So there are a number of services that Colby offers. Today, we will focus on the some of the end of year records that families will be submitting and also needing for what's to come in the near future. So I can remember our first year of of homeschooling, I had a massive stack of paper built up and I knew it was coming, the grade reporting. And that was one of the things that we wanted. We wanted to keep these specific records, even though they're not required by our particular state. They, I know that state laws vary quite widely, but I wanted the record keeping still just to have that continuity of, of documentation. So um, I got to the end of the school year, limped to that to the finish line there. And then I had this big stack of paper and I, the way I handled it was to finally listen to a podcast, I actually listened to Power Through several podcasts as I was organizing all the paperwork, which was not sorted by child or anything. <laughs> I figured out what I was going to turn in for the documentation for each course and each child. And then I think I fired off several emails with zillions of attachments and heard back from Colby with the various grade reports. And that was that. So learned my lesson that year and I set up my own system for the following year. But for families who are enrolled and who are doing the homeschool side, at least some courses, what all gets reported at the end of the year? What do we need to be sort of gathering up if we haven't already been? Well, I'll start things off. I think the first thing I'd say is I know a lot of times this appears to be really intimidating. Uh, it doesn't have to be. Um, and know that we're going to work with you on this. Um, that being said, there are definitely some things you can do to to streamline the process to, to make it easier for, for both yourself uh, and for us to get things back to you in a timely manner. And, and that's where I think some of these the conversations come in is, you know, how can we work with you to improve that process? Um, so the, the first thing kind of at its base is we need uh, written and graded samples. So we need sample work that your students have been doing um, that is their work and that has been uh, graded in some fashion, that has been evaluated. Because what we need to do is we need, for accreditation, we have to be able to verify uh, the student work that's been done, uh, the grades that, that you have recommended for that work, and then the grades that you've recommended for that course uh, for that grading period. Um, because you'll also be submitting a report card to accompany those samples. And the basic guidelines there are, it's one written and graded sample per subject for each quarter. Um, or two for semesters, and we do quarters um, in, in grades K through five, and we have semesters in grades six through 12. So that's kind of the basic bare bones of, of what needs to be submitted to us um, so that we can work with it. 
And so I want to toss this over to, to Erica, who is our 12th grade advisor. Erica, when you're looking at uh, grade reports and you receive them, you know, what is helpful to you to, to be able to kind of work through them as far as the organization? Sure. And I've actually changed the way that I, as a parent, send my grade reports in now that I've been an advisor and worked through hundreds hundreds of grade reports. But what I think is helpful, Colby, actually, the ones that are sent into the office and scanned, scans them in one continuous file so the, the um, advisor can work through. So I find it most helpful, and I'm not, I'm not sure if other advisors will ever can jump in if he disagrees, but um, I find it really helpful if each sample, at the very least, is in a file. It's better if both samples for a semester or all four samples for a year are in one file together. And if you can get more subjects in a file, that's great, <laughs> great too. I find it easier. The fewer files, the better. And of course, you know, oriented correctly so I don't have to flip pages that are upside down and stuff like that. I found a really great trick on editing PDFs and adding them into one file, um, which I didn't, I don't think I knew before, but I'm sure it was available before. But if you go into PDFs and you click, I think it's edit, you can insert. So you can insert other pages and organize them. So that's how I would recommend doing it so that you can get all of your samples, at least for each subject in one file. If you can get more, that's great too. Well, this is a good tip, taking notes. I can see the, the benefits of having one file with multiple samples in it. Okay, I'm Absolutely. going to implement that change. And, and the very, the ideally at the, the very top, the, the first things that we'd like to see are there's that cover sheet in the welcome packet with the checklist, which is attached to the report card. So it has a checklist of the sorts of things that you're gonna to want to be turning into us. Um, and you can find that uh, in the welcome packet link, which is colby.org slash welcome packet for anybody who doesn't remember where to find it. Uh, we include it in just about all the emails that we send you, the registration emails. Uh, you can also find it, there's a link on the parent portal to that page, but that has all of the documentation that you'll be looking at when it comes to uh, turning in your portfolios of work. So how to get that report card that includes the, the checklist. If that's at the top or that's the first file, that is really helpful to us. That helps us kind of organize what you're turning into us so that as we, we can pull that up and see, oh, I see that they are doing these five classes or these seven classes. And that lets me know what samples that I'm gonna be looking for. Similarly, for you as a parent, if you have that kind of at the top, when you're getting ready to submit it, you can use that checklist to see, okay, I've, I've listed that I'm doing these subjects. Um, and I know we, we were doing uh, two semesters or one semester. That means I need to have a sample for this course and a sample for this course, a sample for this course. And so that you can use that to help you organize your submission to put it together so that you can be sure that you've got everything that you need. I'm going to date myself here because we did all of our grade reporting on paper, but <laughs> we had a very fancy four manila envelope organization technique when I was in high school. And we would put a copy of that checklist in the manila envelope first or like paper clip it to the outside. And then as I gathered each sample for each class, I would check it off and I would make sure to have each piece of paper in the order that the checklist listed it so that then before we sent everything in, we could just compare against the checklist and see, oh yes, have this, have this, need this. And that always worked out really well and was kind of helpful to have that tangible paper. So I think the PDF version sounds great too. And I was gonna mention there's another 
Adobe trick where there's often a sidebar on Adobe for most most versions of it. I know there are a few different levels of Adobe, but you can pop it out and see previews of several pages at the same time. And that can be really helpful when you're going through a multi-page PDF to see if there's anything that got scanned in upside down or if maybe you scanned in the pages in a different order than you want to to send it in, you can move them up and down using that sidebar. More good tips. And I love how you were involved in the process too, Hope. You as a high schooler, did you were you able to choose, I want to submit this particular assignment or did you guys sort that out together? How did you determine that? That kind of varied between my core classes and my electives. So for the classes where I was following the Colby curriculum pretty closely, which were all of my main classes, we had a default that we would send in the quarterly exam. And we didn't really vary from that very much, although I think we could have. It was just simplest to go ahead and submit the exam. Um, For my electives, especially if they were something like I think I did a home ec food science type elective and that one there's not a test for. So with electives, I would kind of sort out and suggest a couple of options that I thought would be representative. And then usually our mom would make the final call on what she thought would be the most helpful to the advisors and seeing what represented the work that I had been doing for that quarter of that semester. Makes sense. Yeah. And as far as selecting, you know, it comes down to at the high school level, which, which Hope was just talking about. And she mentioned quarters, which does give you a little bit of an idea of how long ago she was graduated with us because we haven't had quarters in high school for a number of years. Um, (laughs) When you're when you're turning things in high school, if you're pursuing any of our designations, we have the Colby K designation, the Colby Core, um, or the H designation. The lesson, the course plan actually tells you what to turn in. It. It'll tell you which specific assignments to turn in. So on the K designation, as you mentioned, um, doing the four exams, the midterm and the final for each semester, that's what you have to turn in if you want that K designation. So if you if you're following our lesson plans and choosing to use our materials, it'll actually give you a list of exactly what you should turn in. Um, which, at least for me in, in many ways, I can find kind of freeing because I don't have to think about what I want to do. I just say, oh, it says this, and I turn it in. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, if you're not doing those designations, you have some flexibility. And certainly you could make selections. You know, If you'd rather turn in a, a representative essay, you could certainly choose to do so. Um, and that'd be, or a, a study guide, uh, you know, a copy of some of the study guide questions that you answered would also work fine if you're not doing those designations. Now, in, in grades K through 8, there aren't designations. There's no K designation or H designation. So you can you can select, you can go through and select which things you'd like to do. Most parents I talk to find easiest to simply use those, those midterms and those finals anyway, because they're prepared, they're easy to, to use, uh, they're easy for the parent to grade, and they kind of already have them. And then it's, and you know that at midterm time, I'm just gonna save all of my midterms, at the end of semester, I'm gonna save all of my, my semester exams. And then you already have kind of your, your sample, your sets of samples for each of those periods ready to go rather than having to, to think through what you're doing. But certainly as far as the ownership aspect of it, uh, especially as students move into to junior high and high school, for those electives, for those non-Colby courses, having putting students in charge of, of getting the samples ready and organizing them is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Uh, Erica, do you do anything like that with your students? Not really, but I do use a quarterly approach. Um, I think it's because I started with Colby so long ago that my kids were... I don't know if the high school was doing quarterly at that point, but they were in the grades where quarterly reports were. So um, I got in that habit. And then 
when we got into freshman year, it was a semester report and I waited until the end of the semester to collect everything. And there were honors courses involved with the honors cover sheet, which is important if a student's taking an honors course, but it's a lot of reporting. So it was a lot of paperwork to do all at once. And I told myself from then on, <laughs> I was going to do my computer files and my scans each quarter and then also just check my um, record attendance. I do it a little bit differently. I use my kids' day planners and then I go back after each quarter and do the attendance from that. So I was wondering if you had your students do, uh, oh. do any, take charge of any of the samples, uh, get them ready for you rather than having you do it. No, but that's a great idea, which I'm going to implement to my next freshman. <laughs> He's not going to be happy about it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> it's a great idea because organizational skills are important in life. It's I think it's a great opportunity for kids to organize paperwork and computer files and things like that. So we're going to we're going to implement that in our homeschool <laughs> next year. Yeah, as they get prepared to gather up materials for applications to wherever they need things to go with that. And yeah, it was also a good feeling of looking back and and feeling a sense of accomplishment about, oh, yeah, I did that. Or, oh, I should study better next time for that one. And so that was always helpful. You know, there's something very Ignatian about that, that process of looking back on where you've been, uh, you know, this semester or this school year. The examine. Uh, grade edition, right? That's right. Consolation and desolation from, <laughs> from the semester or the school year, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There are different ways to organize how you as a parent would like to submit your files to us. The most important thing is have a plan for how you're going to do it so that you don't find yourself scrambling around on June 15th going, I wonder what I did with those. So one of the ways I have found to organize myself in anticipation of submitting these reports is to, for each child that I have, in each course that they have, a folder on my computer for the school year. And then I'll have a folder for each child for their work samples that I'm going to keep. Then I will plan, typically, most of the courses we do homeschool, some of the courses they take online, and I don't have anything to do with reporting those grades. If teachers report those grades, just for the homeschool courses, I'll have a school year folder, a child folder for their work, and then as we go along and the quarter exams that I have them take or the semester exams, typically that's what I will scan and save to submit for documentation. And I will save that to that folder then and there. And in my stack of papers, I won't, I won't let it get to the next step of giving it back to the child to put in a binder where they keep their stuff until I have scanned that so that I don't have to go looking for it again, because that does still happen truthfully. It slips through every once in a while, but that's my intention is to have it scanned so that I don't need it again. And I've got it there in the folder so that when I finally go to report the grades, which historically has been at the end of the school year all at once, I'm wondering if it needs to be more frequent than that. Then I have the um, files there that I can attach to email and send. What do you think about that, though, the end of the school year thing? So the one thing I would, would mention as far as uh, when you're turning things in, certainly you can turn them in at the end of, of the school year. The big issue uh, or the potential issue with turning in the school year isn't turning in too much at once. We can certainly work with that. But the bigger issue is if there is something that you're missing or that is incorrect or wrong, um, it's kind of too late to do anything about it at that point in time. 
where if you choose to turn in at the end of, of the first quarter, you know, in grades K through five or the end of the first semester in grades six through 12, at that point, we can take a look at it. Now, our advisors can identify if there are any issues and we can work with you to resolve them. Um, so that would be the main thing that I would say as far as, um, you know, end of semester versus end of, of school year when looking at things. Tell, I'd be interested to hear, can you tell us more about what the process is for the advisor once they get through, get the PDF open and, or receive the manila envelope of papers? Well, I certainly do grade reports. I don't do nearly as many of them as I used to do. Um, I mean, Erica, what does that process look, look like and feel like for you as you go through those reports? Sure. So the first thing is what you mentioned when parents send in the report card. The very first thing that I and probably every other advisor looks for is that report card. Because if we don't have a report card, then we won't be able to verify grades because we don't actually have a grade for the, cl for the class. Um, so I look for that first and then I work my way through the samples. If the um, if the samples are all in one piece, then I'll just work by subject, by, you know, the top. Otherwise, if they're separated out, I'll work through the report card, theology, English, literature, history, math, science, bonus points to parents who submit them in that, in that order. <laughs> um, so I work through and read through the samples. And I think uh, something that isn't, you know, necessarily on all of our uh, paperwork and all of the things that we share on how to grade report is how pleasurable it is to read the student essays and to see how the students are doing on exams and to see their artwork or the other things that they submit. It's it's really enjoyable to work through those things and see what they're doing, especially um, as an advisor who's asked to write letters of recommendation, I enjoy, and I think everyone enjoys getting to know the students anyway, even if you're not writing a letter of recommendation, but um, so actually that applies to everyone. I think everyone enjoys getting to know the students in this way and getting to a sense of their personalities and all of that. So that's, that's sort of the fun side of it. The um, logistics side of it is that we're making sure that there's a grade on the sample, that there are two samples, if a parent is seeking a designation, we're making sure that the samples match the requirements for the designation. So for a K designation, it's it's typically a midterm um, and a final exam each semester. For the math and science, it's some other things, but those are right in the front of the course plans. So we're looking for those things on the sort of logistic side of it to make sure that everything is there. And one addition, one thing that we often hear from parents, they're concerned about their grading, you know, worried about the fact that they aren't certified teachers. Are they really qualified to do all of this? Um, and, and so what we're looking at when, when Erica mentions that we're looking at the grades, we want to see what grade does the parent recommend for this course? Um, and what grade did the parent give for the, the sample work that was submitted? And do the grades given for the sample work uh, match our evaluation sample work? We'll take a look at the sample work, or review the essay or the exam to make sure that that seems within the appropriate range. Um, and then make sure that those uh, those samples match the overall grade. So one thing that we're going to do is we want to see, you know, kind of a level of correspondence. That's what the verification that we have to do as a part of our review as a school. Um, because ultimately our advisors serve as the teachers of record for those courses. They're the ones who have that final authority. However, there's this um, this idea that homeschooling parents are really, really easy on their students. Uh, and from having done this for for over a decade, I can tell you that's not the case. 
Um, and in fact, oftentimes parents are, are a little bit harder on their students than maybe a, 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 a teacher in a traditional school might be. Um, and while you, all of you are going to be listening to this on audio, I'm looking at Hope and seeing her nodding up and down vigorously, which makes me suspect that her parents might have been harder on her than she thinks maybe they needed to be. Um, but that's a, that's a, a part of, of us doing this is that's what we're trying to verify. Is we want to see that the student work matches the grade, the recommended grades for the individual assignments, and the recommended grades overall, so that we can do a verification. Now, if there is a discrepancy of any sort, uh, you know, the advisors may be reaching out to the parents to to check with them. In, with them, you know, they might say, you know, I see that you gave um, this grade a, a, a C, for a student a C for a semester. The two exams you submitted are both A minuses. Can you tell me a little bit about your grading skills? How we ended up with the C there? Now, maybe it's a case the student wasn't turning in work they're supposed to be, and it really is should be lower. Um, but that's the sort of thing that we'd be verifying. So are there any significant discrepancies either in, in the grades, the recommended grades, or in the quality of work? And that's where we'd be getting in touch with you. But having done this for a good amount of time, it's very rare that we actually have to do something like that. I always preferred when Colby advisors graded my papers too, when our mom graded my papers. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, I feel that keenly, that sense of certain subjects I'm more comfortable with assigning grades to than others. Kobe provides a number of rubrics to help that grading process that especially like composition assignments or, or things of that nature that they have similar to what we see in some of the online courses that the teachers will show the student what the teacher is looking for in the assignment and sort of the scale of how the expectations are met in that regard. So a lot of those rubrics are showing up or similar ones in the, the homeschool course plans that we can draw from in our grading as well. Sometimes I have our kids redo things. If they clearly don't demonstrate that they have got it yet, then we go back and do things. So do things over and then it's a question of combining the first attempt with the second attempt to arrive at probably a good overall sense of how well they have done with this particular thing and then going from there. But to have that second set of eyes looking at it and being able to provide that feedback and recommendations, that's that's one of the great things about Colby. I appreciate it very much. I think there's something to be said for that first year when we're going through it. And yes, we're making our best attempts to stay organized and and we know the reporting is coming in everything. It makes so much more sense the next year. We do have some new graphics that we've released, some kind of some some tips to for things that people can look at. We've been we've added them some place on the website. We've been put adding them to, to Facebook and to Instagram. If you follow us on either of those platforms as well. The we just recently did a, a Facebook Friday on on this topic as well. And we shared some of those graphics too. So you can check that out if you go to our onto Facebook. Um, that will be available uh, to you if you'd like to, to check that out. That will have a couple of our advisors talking through similar things, uh, and including the because there'll be a visual format, a video, that you'll have access to some of those. So we have some documents that will give you an idea of how do you fill out a report card? You know, where do you put your recommended grades? Where do you list the names of the courses uh, and the designations? Uh, so those resources are available. You can check out our website or um, they're on, on Facebook. Um, and I'll have some of the additional information present there. Or if you have some questions about that, reach out to your grade level advisor and, and say that you know you'd like to see some of those resources, and we can definitely grab them for you. We can shoot them off to you via email. Um, they might be helpful to you. Okay, good deal. So this is helpful as I'm getting my act together to turn in those reports. Some of them are in progress. Some of them have yet to be started, so that'll help me, and hopefully many others get that done and move down the road for next year. Let's turn our attention now to transcripts at this time of the year. 
are we past the time for people to be needing transcripts or is this like transcript time? That's all Erica. <laughs> I feel like we get them all year round, really. At least so far, I have I haven't been all year round, but all year, <laughs> but I'm getting there. <laughs> I'll be there soon. And it does seem like we get a lot in the fall. We had a ton of transcript requests in the fall because of um, college applications. Some students don't know this, but it's really helpful to know ahead of um, college application season that if you request us on Common App, we'll upload transcripts there for you so you don't have to request them through parchment. But all of our transcript requests are fulfilled through parchment and the link is on the website. If you go to the bottom left under resources, there's a link that says, I think it says request a transcript or transcript, something like that. So they can just click there, um, link up with Colby. It's very handy because as soon as you link up with Colby as a student, it prompts me to upload the most recent transcript. And um, if grades have, if you've submitted a grade report, um, you know, since the last time it was posted, you can go into Parchment, click on the picture of the transcript, click update, and then it'll prompt me again to submit the most recent transcript so you can even view it and see what it looks like before you ask us to send it to a college or a vocational institution or wherever you want it to go. So that's a great tool for students to go and take a peek at what it what their transcript actually looks like. That being said, our grade reports and our transcripts don't look that different. So if you have a recent grade report and everything looks like it should on there, then your transcript's going to be good to go. And as far as timing goes, when it comes to, to those, so right now, you know, here we are in May. For our, our seniors who are getting ready to graduate, they're going to be wrapping up their schooling and getting things in, and their colleges are going to want a final transcript from them. Uh, and so the piece that sometimes people don't realize is that the item that the college most wants on a transcript is a graduation date, because um, they want to know that you graduated from Colby Academy, uh, not simply that you attended Colby Academy. And so the, the last piece that you need to do to wrap up the transcript after you've submitted your uh, portfolio of sample work and those recommended grades, uh, and the advisor has done that review and entered those grades, is we need a diploma request. We need a graduation request, because that's how we will know that, that you are signaling to us that, that yes, you have completed your requirements and you would like to graduate. And using that is how we will then officially get you graduated. We'll issue a diploma. And most importantly, as far as colleges are concerned, we'll put a graduation date on your transcript, which is what they want to see as that final transcript goes. Um, so I would recommend, you know, if you're as soon as you're ready to submit all of your final work, you can also hop online. Uh, there's a link there to our diploma request form. Click on that link. You can fill that form out. I would fill it up the same day that you submit your grade report so that it's in the system and waiting for us so that as the advisor wraps up, uh, the advisor can simply go on, uh, take a look at the diploma request, add the date to your transcript so you'll have a, a complete transcript. And it's important because if you get to um, October or November this fall and you haven't done that, you know, you submitted a, a transcript that had your grades on it but not a graduation date, um, colleges may put a hold on you registering for your classes um, for next year because in their mind you haven't officially graduated until there's a date on that, even though all of us know that you've completed it. Um, there's a, just the checkboxes they need to fill in that graduation date is a checkbox. Um, so that's an important thing to realize for any of our seniors. For any of our juniors are, who will be right or seniors heading into next year, uh, pay attention to dates of when you're getting things into us. You know, it's, it isn't uncommon for um, life to happen and 
for sample work not to be submitted into you know in July or August. And in general, that's not an issue for us. That I'd certainly tell you, don't worry about that in general for for parents. Uh, certainly, in parents in grades K through 10, you know, if if you're not getting your work into later on because you had a busy summer, because whatever else is going on, no problem. However, for our current juniors, will be seniors in the fall. We would recommend trying to get those in earlier, so we can make sure we have them processed for you, um, so that they're ready to go when you start doing your applications there in September and October and November that we have all of those transcripts ready to go for you. Um, so that you don't find yourself scrambling and you're trying to get things into us in, in October and needing to turn them out around in just a week or so. That will be here before I know it. So having this advance warning, <laughs> very helpful. I'm, it's something I feel like I would probably put a note to myself on one of my calendars, do this at this stage, just to have it among the things I'm tracking because that seems so easy to go by the wayside. For families who have students in the online school, is that is that their graduation date, or does it depend on when they enroll and on their homeschool side if they're still finishing homeschool courses, that kind of thing? Is that does that come into play? Definitely. So, as far as our students go, the the only difference between students who are taking online courses and students who are doing our traditional courses is the the manner in which grades end up on the transcript. All of them are Colby students. Um, they're all treated as the same kind of Colby students when it comes to graduating. It's the, the distinction is between are you a full-time Colby student? Or will you be graduating with us? Or are you a part-time student, someone who's only taking a couple of classes with us, but graduating somewhere else? Um, so regardless of whether you're doing online courses or self-paced courses or traditional courses, um, either way, you're treated the same as far as that diploma. And so the diploma request is, we're still gonna need that to, um, as far as graduation goes, because you, like you said, you may have um, a PE class, you might have an outside, you're doing an AP course through another provider. Um, all of those things, we need to make sure all of those things are coming in and on your transcript so that we can make sure we get you graduated. Okay, so I remember visiting with Aviva Lund earlier this season, and she mentioned compiling her transcript. She was a Colby student, but she also brought in some other resources. So I'm thinking about her compiling that transcript. It sounds like in those circumstances, if, if the families aren't looking for a Colby diploma or Colby transcript, they still need to be working closely with their advisors on the particular needs they have for whatever their plan is there. Would that be accurate? Right, exactly. So if students are, are part-time students, make sure that, that their Colby transcript is in order for however they plan to use it. Um, students can certainly be part-time enrolled with us and choose to, to do things on their own or maybe be enrolled with another school. And they'll, but they'll still be wanting to be working with us to make sure we have their transcript ready for them. That's the way it needs to look before we send it off to wherever it needs to go. Okay. All right. So as we are closing up shop on this school year and looking ahead to next year, sort of getting ourselves organized, at least mentally, I, I understand we have many families who are new to Colby this year returning next year, which is wonderful. So glad to hear that. For those who might be needing to do something different for school next year, might be needing information to take with them for whatever reason, what does that look like? Is that an advisor question or are there some general thoughts to bear in mind for that? Certainly, you can work with your advisors on that. You know, if you're choosing to, to, to go to another school for whatever reason, um, you know, let us know that you're doing that. Uh, there are a couple of ways that can happen. The, the most common is that the school that you're enrolling with will have a records request form, and they will send that to either they'll give that to you to provide to us, or they themselves will send that to us so that we can get your records transferred over there. Um, alternatively, you can certainly request a transcript through Parchment, and we'll just process it out to send to whatever school you tell us to send it to. Uh, and we can get that over to them. Well, the prospect of 
all this reporting and documentation, it's very necessary. It seems very daunting. It actually, when you all explain it to us, it, it really becomes much more manageable, I think. And just going through it the first time, it will soon become very clear. And all of your, the links you've gone to to create these graphics and instructions and checklists and things to walk us through this are, are so helpful. And along with that, to reiterate that suggestion, to reach out to the advisor with questions. Thank you for helping us sort this out. Anything else to add to this whole idea of paperwork? Actually, I do have one thing to add. And it's, it, we're here to support you and help you with the process. And if I, I tell people, just think of it as two graded samples per semester, you know, for high school, but it actually works out to that for the other grades too, you know, and the report card uh, or and maybe also the attendance sheet. But if you have any questions, we're here to support you. We're not sort of looking at ways to be difficult or make the process harder. We want to support you and serve you in your homeschooling journey. So I hope that um, parents will maybe hear some of this and see that we're we're here to offer support and to help them in their in their journey. Well, Everett and Erica, we sure appreciate the time you've taken to sort this through with us. Thank you both very much. It's nice to meet you. Thanks, so. Thank you for having us. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. 